Before we get started, we just wanted to thank you for all your support. Join us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content and make sure to subscribe, rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Carried Away Podcast. Let's get into the episode. I am recording. So am I. Oh my goodness, hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Carried Away. Your favourite Sex and City rewatch podcast. Absolutely. And if it's not, why are you lying to yourself? <laughs> you know? If it's not, tell us why. <laughs> tell us who they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we know that this is your favorite show. Even if you're a yeah. silent listener, you don't really comment, you don't really like, you know, interact. Because everybody, because everyone has like, I watch, you know, people on YouTube, I listen to podcasts, uh-huh. and it's like you're just like a silent watcher, but you still love the show, you still support. So if that's you, exactly. Hi. 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 We love you too. We love you too. I mean, if you could, you know, just throw us out a little like, it would help us massively. But anyway, mm-hmm. we're just going to get into it because I'm rambling. Shock. Um, okay. <laughs> Season three, episode seven, Drama Queens. This was directed by Alison Anderson and written by Darren Starr. My note says written, not by... Vi, V-Y. Written by... Written by Darren Star. And Written it, by Darren Star. <laughs> and it aired July 23rd, the year 2000. So, are we ready? Do you have anything you want to say before we get into it? Or are we just ready? No, I'm excited. But I was telling Keely before um, we started recording that I did watch this with my boyfriend. And he does have some interesting comments to make i i am ready like i i almost want to get him on the pod <laughs> just see <laughs> yeah. what he has to and say listen to his perspective honestly yeah. it's made me like it it it, it went to my eyes a little bit i was like oh really? interesting yeah oh okay i'll be interested to see if like because he said so he said something and then i was like god yeah i didn't even think about that um, and I'd be interested to see if you thought the same thing. Oh, okay. That he did. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. Well, are we calling them like Brian's nuggets of wisdom? <laughs> oh, like. Yes. Is that what we're going to call Harry them? Harry Goldblatt's wisdom. Harry Global Mats. Global Mats, yeah. Yeah. Because, and if you don't know why he's Harry Global Mat, then you need to go back to <laughs> episode. We need to go back and find out. <laughs> You need to go to the just like that. It was in just uh, like that. Was it the just it? like that one? Yeah. You know, so, I I really wanted to watch and just like that today. I don't know why. I was just I was like, so, I might put it on. I didn't. So my friend has just she's just actually watched it. She finished it last week, and so she sent me her like debrief of it. I was like, I need, I need your review. So she sent me a voice note like. Um, like a seven minute voice note explaining like her thoughts of each character. Oh my god. Um, she had very similar thoughts to us, to be fair. Okay. So. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I might rewatch it again. It was just like it's a Sunday. I was like, do it. I put it on. Feels like yeah. Maybe I'll do it next week. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Episode starts with the Carrie voiceover, and she says, "It happened two days ago. Aiden and I had been seeing each other for about three weeks when." And we see Carrie jerk up out of her sleep in the middle of the night. 
and it's like she's woken up from like a bad dream like she's just jumps up and she seems I don't know scared and she explains in the voiceover how she checked for things like unpaid bills or missed appointments but her life appeared to be in order but then we see the next night it happens again so Carrie says that she realised she was in the throes of an existential crisis. So it's like, there's something wrong, but she doesn't quite know what's going on. Bit of anxiety coming from something. Yeah. Then we see Carrie and Aiden in bed and he's staying over and it all seems great. And Carrie says in the voiceover, she realised that for the first time in her life, that she was in a relationship where absolutely nothing was wrong. We cut to the girls at the diner and first of all, Carrie's outfit. <laughs> she looked like an adult toddler. Why can't I remember she, this? She has like a pink jumper on with overalls. Yeah. And I was just like... Yeah, I'm, yeah I do remember this now, yeah. I was like, you better than that. you better than that. You're better than those overalls. You're better than that. Anyway, she's telling the girls how nothing is wrong and she says it's freaking her out how effortless it is with Aiden and that she's not used to it and Sam says you know you're not getting the stomach flip and Miranda says that it sometimes can be a good thing because she says that Steve is predictable but that's what she loves about him she says her new favorite thing to do on a Friday night is do Steve's laundry and Sam is like your relationship is my greatest fear realized <laughs> yeah <laughs> And Sam says to Carrie, like, I totally understand you, you dilemma. Dilemma. Diner dilemma. Diner. Oh, and they're in diner the diner. Diner dilemma. Um, if you don't know what a diner dilemma is, come and join us on Patreon. You will soon find out. She says, sorry, Sam says, if he seems too good to be true, he probably is. Charlotte is like, you know, that's all rubbish. And she says that, she says that she's been reading a book which says, if you really want to get married, you shouldn't spend so much time around dysfunctional single women. I know. I was like, wow, what a burn. And first of all, who was talking about marriage? But Charlotte's just like, if you really want to get married, it's like, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But the funny thing was, whenever she was like the dif- dysfunctional single, she you know. She kind of like points. Carrie. Yeah, but Carrie and Miranda are not single. Yeah. And Samantha doesn't want to be in a relationship. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and there's always this thing though when people refer to like unmarried people as single, and I just never viewed it that way. But yeah, Charlotte was just like, she doesn't want to be around that energy. I guess she says that this book that she's got, which is basically a book of how to use the same logic and strategy that you would use in like a professional setting and then you apply it to dating because we all know season three is you know charlotte's on a mission to get married yeah a hundred percent yeah sam reads like one of the chapter titles and she says chapter one how to get ahead by giving head and she's like she's like oh maybe this is something i'm gonna read but Charlotte says she's going to be spending more time with her married friends and her new sort of approach is to befriend the husbands of her married friends so that through them she meets their single friends. Sorry, before we move on, I just wanted to 
touch on Samantha's comment of if he seems too good to be true, he probably is. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that? Um, I, uh, I, well, I think that at the beginning of a, of a relationship, we can... Uh, it, it depends what kind of what... I suppose what your if you what kind of mindset you're in but I think you can like overlook a lot of people's flaws mm-hmm. and like rose tinted glasses yeah 100% and I think whenever you're in that little like especially at the beginning of a relationship when it's like you're in that little bit of a love bubble you can really you can like overlook flaws and you and you sometimes can like like instead of being assertive you can be like oh like you know everything's fine like yeah. even when people are being like we shits you, they can be like yeah. yeah but it's fine because this that and other and you, you, you know you make excuses for people very easily um especially at the beginning of relationships and I think sometimes mm. when you just really want something to work yeah. like people can be in a very in a in a mindset of like they just want something to work yeah yeah I so don't know what, what was your thoughts on it I don't know it's just one of them sayings in general like if something seems too good to be true it probably is I don't know because it's like in in this episode where you've got Carrie and Aiden and it's this whole dilemma of where's the problem she's literally looking for the problem and Mm -hmm. I do tend to think if something seems too good to be true it probably is but that is the pessimist in me like the I was gonna say yeah it's a very cynical um it's a very cynical cynical way of thinking Mm. but I do think um but but then like the other end of it is too optimistic like not everything's exactly roses and exactly it's like you just have to be realistic about the situation but you have to be like in going into a relationship you just have to be like open to like you know to everything really yeah not everything not not a creative weird (laughs) way but like you just clarify yeah. I don't know what I'm saying but you just have to like um it's a I think when you've been hurt in the past and I think like Carrie's obviously been like very hurt by big mm. she's very cautious mm. you know so she's she's waiting for the but mm. you know the I'm perfect but yeah type of thing you know yeah she's waiting for that I guess it's just like down to sort of what what type of personality you have in the sense that if you're like for example a Charlotte or a Miranda like how you look at things like Charlotte would be would very much be like a rose tinted glasses kind of gal you know going into a relationship like a hundred and ten like percent she has got yeah those goggles on yeah and staying on yeah yeah whereas Miranda's like I don't want to be anywhere near those glasses. Put those in the drawer at the bottom of the at the bottom no, of the drawer. Sometimes not. Well, I think I think she because I'm thinking back to like that guy okay. that shouty man for one. Mm-hmm. Like no, the she, thing is with, with I I think with Miranda. I think she she has the the glasses she has the rose tinted glasses like in her hand and like when she feels insecure I think when she feels insecure she doesn't put them on 
because then it's the defense mechanism of I am just going to look at this logically and I'm not getting drawn in but when she feels a bit more charlatan and optimistic she she'll put them on but she'll she'll do that thing where you know when you put your glasses on but sometimes you need to like view something maybe far away so you'll maybe like drop them down just to yeah like they're on yeah like she's still aware of Oh no! What? No, I know. I don't know what we're going on by today, but anyway. Anyway, moving on. Let's moving on. Let's moving on. Let's moving on. Let's moving on. Anyway, Carrie in the voiceover says that evening Charlotte began her new career as a professional husband hunter. Miranda returned home to feather her stress-free love nest. So. We see her and Steve, like, eating, they've got dessert, they have sex, like, they watch TV, it's like this sort of montage of their evening. It's all very Mr. and Mrs., like, it's like their new, Mm -hmm. you know, what she was saying about Steve being predictable, she knows what she can expect. Carrie in the voiceover says, theirs was the kind of closeness that can only come from true intimacy. So we see Steve asleep while Miranda is trimming her toenails. Like it's very, yeah. it's it's very yeah. much the the real side of of a relationship. A relationship, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not the you know romantic dinners and flowers. It's it's just you know, yeah, real life. And then Carrie continues and says, Meanwhile, Samantha was experiencing the kind of intimacy that can only come from true anonymity. So we see her with some guy and they fall onto the bed and he says that he's going to take some Viagra. And Sam is like, we're not, you know, we're not going to need that. Don't, we don't need that. And he says, no, I don't need it. I take it recreationally. And he says that it takes him on a, a rocket trip right through the solar system. And Sam is like, she's so intrigued. And yeah. she's so excited for what this Viagra is going to do. Yeah. So she, she rushes off to get water. <laughs> and then we quickly see them like having sex. And Sam is like on top screaming having the yep. best time yeah. of a life and yeah it's like Samantha's dream but anyway she's having a great time time of she her life really is. then we see Carrie and Aiden walk in the street and she just asks him out of nowhere she it's it's very much a non-street conversation it's just like yeah yeah her insecurities just coming out but like I know that this is what she's maybe used to like as she says earlier like she's used to something being wrong but this is like the insecurity that she should have when she sees the first red flag not the not the first green flag you know i know but i i can sort of get where she's coming from here i know i i, yeah. I, I get it i 100 percent. i get no, it no i agree with what you're saying I get it. yeah i agree with what you're saying but i totally i would be the same yeah, so the walking street and Carrie just says like, "Why are you still single?" And he just kind of is like, "Why are you still single?" And she says, "Oh, you know, don't don't be like that. I hate when guys act all cute." And Aiden just says nothing, and then he's just like, "I'm I'm waiting for an apology." And Carrie says, "Well, I'm a bitch, and you should know that I get a tad bitchy from time to time." And Carrie is trying to find out what his bad traits are, and she says tell me now because it's all going to come out eventually she says this relationship cannot 
sail on like this you know it's it's perfect and because it's so perfect she can't take the pressure he just kisses her so she's like no seriously why are you not married and Aiden is like can't you just relax and go with the flow and she says no <laughs> and he says well how long is this phase gonna last because my parents are coming to town this week and I want you to meet them and Carrie is sort of like I don't think she was expecting that yeah and she's like that's really really nice and she said she kind of makes a joke like well you, are your parents gonna know what's wrong with you <laughs> um but he kind of he kind of laughs it off and is like but then he's like he, yeah he laughs it off and then says like let's get you a donut <laughs> I, like, know. Wow. I, I know wow. I, I know I said to Brian I was like that's what you do to me (laughs) if I'm like just like talking shit and just like talking out some nonsense he's like do you want a donut donut? shall we go and get a donut oh my god love that (laughs) love that the next evening Carrie explains how Charlotte made an appointment to have dinner with her married friends Amy and Dennis so they're sat down in, in a restaurant and she gets to the point right away and she tells them she's like I'm getting married this year and they're like oh my god congratulations who's the lucky guy and she's like well I don't know yet <laughs> I know she I says, love that she says that's where you two come in and she asks if he has any friends that he can set her up with and he's like oh I don't know and and Charlotte looks really disappointed and Amy says what about Phil and he's like eh, you know you know he doesn't know that Phil's gonna be available to take any time away from work and and you know he's busy kind of mm. but Charlotte like grabs onto this idea of Phil and she gets a planner out and she's like I'm gonna go out with Phil and we're gonna go to the opera I've got tickets um and she keeps saying like Phil 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 like yeah just, you know she's like Phil 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 <laughs> yes. yeah. she's on a mission yeah but like and, and don't get me wrong I'm glad that Charlotte has decided that she wants this but it seems to me like the wedding is what she wants and like the husband is like interchangeable like she she wants the whole shebang rather than just focusing on like the partner yeah I think she's like actually like she wants to be married she doesn't she's almost like I don't really care who you at the minute at the minute I'm just like yeah and it's almost like forcing it to the point you're gonna end up with someone you don't actually like because you yeah you know you want it you just want to be married because it's that pressure isn't it that status yeah, yeah. I love that she's you can want to get married that's great mm-hmm. but I think she just needs to maybe just focus a bit more on the person or not and not I, exactly that's exactly it Focusing on the person, yeah, 100%. So then we cut to Miranda doing laundry and carrying the voiceover says that the next morning, while sorting Steve's laundry, Miranda came face to face with the true meaning of intimacy. And she's like doing the washing and she quickly like throws down this pair of underwear. And we see that it has skid marks on it. And then it's like quickly cut to Carrie and Miranda walking the street and she tells Carrie she says like something like I'm with skid marks guy (laughs) and she says it's the end of romance and she thinks she has mistaken fallen into a rut with intimacy and she says that you know we whine when we don't have a boyfriend and we whine when we do but I just thought this was really interesting given what we know you know happens in I'm just like that the falling into a rut with Steve mm-hmm. and this is so early in their relationship yeah but it's like mist- mistaking like the next phase of a relationship a rut 
though because they're not in a rut no i think they're just they're just out of that honeymoon phase they've just settled yeah they've settled yeah yeah and i get that but i i also think that i mean obviously it's the whole sort of question of the episode is drama in relationships whether it's good or bad i don't know i i do think knowing what we know about how their relationship progresses even in the movie exactly I, I do think there's always been this thing with Miranda and Steve where as much as I love them in the series, it's like, I don't know, there's just always this thing where it's not it's not 100% aligned. Yeah. I do agree with what you're saying, though. I don't think she's necessarily fallen into a rut. It's just everything is mellowed out and settled and mm-hmm. she's looking for the ups yeah. and downs. Yeah. So then Carrie says, do you remember when Big wouldn't let me meet his mom? and how she was so pissed about it. And she says that, well, Aiden is offering both his parents on a silver platter, and she isn't sure if she wants to meet them. Miranda says that it might be too soon. I don't know, it's hard to tell with the episode's time in terms of the, the show. I know, I know, it's a bit confusing. Um, But let's say it's around three, four weeks. It's not very long. It's still early days. Yeah, I, I do think it might be a bit too soon again it's it's like different for every single relationship exactly whether it's too soon or not but i think i think the fear in her is telling her that it's too soon that's true that's true carrie says that aiden is acting the exact way that she wanted big to act but now she's the one behaving just like big isn't it funny whenever whenever i thought about her saying that jumper you said in the just like that thing was that was she carrie yeah aiden's carrie big. aiden's big yeah and then whenever she said that i'm acting just like big i was like oh. I, I do think that yeah carrie is aiden's big but yeah miranda says well maybe you don't believe it's real unless someone is playing hard to get carrie in the voiceover says when things come too easy with suspect do they have to get complicated before we believe they're real we're raised to believe that the course of true love never runs smoothly there always has to be an obstacle in act two before you can live happily ever after in act three what happens when the obstacles aren't there does it mean there's something missing do we need drama to make a relationship work no we don't (laughs) (laughs) that's the column question of the week do we need i don't know i we we don't need we a hundred percent do not need drama and well it depends like you know where you were saying like the drama for like Miranda and Steve being like the mm. passion. That's a little See, bit different. Is, drama being is, like yeah. games. No, yeah, because there's drama, it can be good drama. It can be, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to mean like negatively, but it. I guess it just means sort of extreme emotions. Yeah. And I, I don't think we need drama to make a relationship work however if there's no passion yeah 100% agree like if if like something happens and somebody just doesn't care like you want them to care like yeah I don't know what I'm saying no I I agree with what you're saying I think where Miranda and Steve are and they're very much like comfortable together and they're just like going day to day you know they can't have drama every single day yeah whereas I know that later in the episode we see that you know quote drama between them that passion and that's what like but I I think like you forget that's you know life is just quite mundane most of the days isn't it that's very like deep saying that no (laughs) or a bit or a bit dramatic but like day-to-day life 
you're not going to have all of this like high emotions about things yeah. and, like you know yeah but I agree with what you're saying that it's like you know when it happens you want it to happen you want emotion you want passion yeah and like yeah. You, and that's how you know that people care you know yeah. so no I don't think there needs to be drama but there needs to be something there needs to be there needs to be passion there needs just to feelings be like yeah feelings yeah 100% yeah. anyway we then see Charlotte on the phone to Dennis's office and as Carrie explained, she hasn't heard from Phil. So then we see her making these various phone calls. Oh God, she's so funny. Yeah, it's like this montage of Charlotte's phone calls. And she's like, can you get you know him to call me back? He'll know what it's for. And then she says in one of them, she's like, it's regarding my future husband, Phil, okay? <laughs> like the delusion is real. It's so good. But yeah, delusional Charlotte, while she is insane sometimes, but it's just so, it's so good. Yeah, I know, great comedy. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So then we see Charlotte leaving Dennis a message saying like, why are you keeping Phil from me? It's his loss, <laughs> you know, don't bother returning my call. Like she's really like, she's, now she's pissed off because she's, she's like in her head, she's met Phil, she's married him and they're like, I know. for divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. gone through it all. Yeah. Then we see Carrie at Aiden's store and in the voiceover, she says that her anxiety-free relationship was driving her crazy. So she tells him that she has to pass on dinner um, I guess he's like working late and she has like a deadline shock um, but he's like okay it's fine um, do you want to meet my parents for breakfast then and she's like um, I was wondering if this is a good idea and he says they're gonna love you and she says I'm not worried about them <laughs> parents love me they think I'm adorable and I was like okay I know, <laughs> just calm yeah. down yeah. calm down he says what, what's the problem and she's like, well, if they love me and we break up, there's a, they're always going to wonder what happened to that girl. And he's like, are you breaking up with me? And she says, no, um, but it's a big deal to meet the parents. And he's like, okay, no worries. Like, you can meet them another time. They kiss and she says, she, then she says, so they kiss and she says, so we won't see much of each other this weekend. She says, that's, that's good. You know, we can miss each other more and maybe we should see each other less so we can miss each other more. And Aiden is just like, the fuck, what? Yeah, <laughs> what are you even saying? What? Yeah. what? It's like she's, she's so afraid of of this relationship being stress free and mm -hmm. everything opposite of what it was with Big because that's what she's familiar with. Yeah, she's she's trying to push him away without breaking up with him. But I also understand what she's saying in that sometimes if you are with somebody all the time it's like kind of take it for granted especially like at the beginning of the relationship do you miss yeah. them when, when you're not with them yeah are they just a exactly. sort of a filler for the day do you know what I mean yeah but even like how Steve and Miranda are when they're they've got their routine like they've got their routine set whereas like you know at the beginning of a relationship you want that excitement you want the, them like butterflies to see them yeah. you know after not seeing them for a few days yeah 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 Carrie's saying that we're both too available and Aiden is just like so perfect he's just like you know I have a life but I was just making room for you in it then she says like oh you always say the right thing but she leaves and it's like everything that she Every time she's trying to push him away, he just says mm -hmm. the right thing back yeah. to her. Gives it, she gives he gives her like a reason to 
stay to, to hold on mm-hmm. to hold on because you know if if there's a, another a different person when she was sort of questioning him in the street that would just be like what the fuck and an argument yeah. would start but I don't know Aiden just he just says the right thing and he's like I, I have a life I was just making room for you but I get what you're saying so we mm-hmm. can we can put a bit of space in between us so then we cut to Carrie and Charlotte at the opera <laughs> and she's telling uh, Carrie is telling Charlotte that she's sabotaging the best relationship that she's had and they're about to go in Charlotte leaves another angry message to Dennis <laughs> yeah. um, it's like the final the final message being like you know I'm going in the theatre and I was supposed to be here with Phil but this time Dennis picks up and he says I'm so sorry I've I've been out on business and I've just got back to all your messages he says I'll set something up for tomorrow evening so Charlotte is very happy again she tells Carrie that she's you know I'm so silly I created all that drama in a head for nothing and they go into the show then we see Sam and my note just says Viagra guy <laughs> I can't remember I don't know his name Doctor Viagra something guy. they're about to have sex and he takes a pill and she says what would happen if I took one and he's like well I don't know that they've established that they work for women but she says well there's no harm in trying so she takes a pill and Carrie in the voiceover says that 20 minutes later Samantha officially became the first woman to land on the moon (laughs) so we see this amazing crossover where Samantha is like having sex and she's screaming and it turns into like the scene the sound from the theatre the opera where there's someone singing like this insane high note and it just blends into that scene then we see Charlotte enjoying the show and Carrie is just like a bit bored I don't think the theatre is really for her thing the opera especially yeah exactly they've got like the binoculars to to see the actors better but Carrie just kind of gets bored and starts looking around the theatre and at the audience and all of a sudden so they're like sat in the in one of the boxes and all of a sudden like opposite her in the other box on the other side of the theatre she sees Big with Natasha she sees them and he's already looking at her Mm -hmm. through his own binoculars it's really weird they don't know how to react Big kind of waves as if to say like hey yeah but Carrie's like completely was thrown off and was she she just did not know what to do with herself Carrie just kind of looks down and she tells Charlotte that she's not feeling well and she quickly sort of runs off Big obviously sees this and tells Natasha that he'll be right back so he runs off to catch her as well Carrie in the voiceover says I know it was rude and a tad over over dramatic but I felt like I'd just seen the phantom of the opera so she's running out of the theatre and Big's chasing after her but she sort of runs off before he gets a chance to to speak to her at least she was self-aware to say it was over dramatic because it was yes yes but I I just want to know what did Big want to say like what was Big's intention yeah why did he have to run after her we're kind of gonna delve into that over the next few episodes but we are I, I don't I don't know if he was necessarily gonna say that but he definitely wanted to speak to Carrie but Carrie mm-hmm. was like nope and she gutted the fuck out of that situation <laughs> yeah she so. really did in the most Carrie dramatic fashion absolutely to run out of the theatre mm-hmm. it's not like in that situation Big could have spoken to her I know I know this is the thing like miles away from each other yeah, miles, but they were ages away from each other. They were like dots to each other. 
Just yeah. put down your binoculars and you don't see him. Yeah, just focus on the show. You know? So we see Carrie walking the street and she says in the voiceover, it was slightly hysterical, but the idea of sitting across from Big and Natasha during the second act of Aida was too emotional to bear. Then we see Carrie jerking up again out of a sleep at night and she says in the voiceover that this time she knew what was wrong. The shock of seeing Big had her stomach flip and it sent her spleen leaping right into her throat. Maybe that's been the thing this whole time that's been waking her up. Maybe it was Big. Maybe it was their relationship with Aiden. Personally, I think it's a mixture of both, but she's she's acting like it's this perfect relationship and maybe it's mm. big a bit more than she wants to admit. Yeah, maybe it is that. Maybe she she missed that drama, that big giver. Yeah, and like some people... We all know that couple that argues constantly. Yeah. You know? And you wonder like, you know, what is like why they're still together if they just argue all the time. But like, because they love it. <laughs> yeah no genuinely and I think I don't not necessarily that I think Carrie loves the drama but I think she there's that comfort and familiarity in that drama yeah but yeah. then we cut to Miranda and Steve asleep and the phone rings and Carrie tells Miranda that she saw Big and she asks if Miranda asks if she's okay she says that she is but she realised there's something to this available man thing and Miranda says yeah it's kind of nice as she's like looking at Steve mm-hmm. she just says just remember to separate your white yeah yeah <laughs> Carrie says now that she knows she wants to be with a man who wants to be with her. She's had enough drama for a lifetime. And Miranda's like, you know, you should be telling Aiden this. And she says, you know, she'll call in the morning. It's 3.30. And I'm like, so what made you think it was okay to call Call, I know, call Miranda. That's what I thought too. At first, I thought, oh, you know, maybe they've just gone to bed, you know. Yeah. Maybe Miranda and Steve just have gone to bed early, but that's not fair. Anyway. We see the next day that Carrie calls Aiden's store to tell him, but he's not there. So she just leaves a message to sort of, you know, let, let him know that she's called. And then it's nighttime and she says in the voiceover when she hadn't heard from him by that evening she, that she began to get butterflies in her stomach. So she calls again and it's his voicemail. <laughs> but his voicemail, it just says, hey, I'm not in, but Pete is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then it's just a... <laughs> I literally wish that I had a voicemail so I could be like, I'm not here, but Lena is. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be great? I that would that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think we should both do that. Yeah. She leaves a message and she says, Remember me, the girl you wanted to introduce to your parents. I'm just calling to say hey. She says in the voiceover she was feeling that she had played this all wrong. The idea of losing Aiden left her short of breath. We are pausing the podcast to let you know that we are on Patreon. Yes! Woohoo! You can now become a member of the Carried Away family and get exclusive content, voting privileges, early access, and much, much more. There are two memberships to choose from, the Carrie and the Samantha. The link is in the show notes. We hope to see you there. So it's kind of that thing that like when you when so, when you can't have something it makes you want it more. Not that she can't have Aiden, but she's put she's put that space in between them and because he has respected it and now she's like 
well, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. go to Miranda doing laundry again, and Steve comes in and he starts to kiss her, and he lifts her up onto the washer, and the washer starts, so like the kissing, and it's obviously like not vibrating, but it's it like kind of is. Moving. Yeah. You just kinda, see like kind of her going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Carrie says in the voiceover, "There's nothing like a twist in the third act to spice up even the most sort of mundane scenario." Mm-hmm you can twist it up because it, it is that laundry routine but steve's like well we're gonna have sex and we'll yeah routine. spice it up a little bit uh-huh exactly then we cut to charlotte at a bar and she's looking for phil and she's just in this bar and she's going up to people going are you phil yeah yeah i know so and then she's just like are you phil <laughs> like she's just she's very charlotte and she gets a tap on the shoulder and it's dennis and she's like, oh, hello, like, are you here to chaperone? And he says, sort of. And then he confesses that Phil isn't coming. And he says, I never called him because you really like him and that's a problem for me. And she's like, um, what? And he says, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> and she's like, you're married to my friend. <laughs> and he says, like, it's just that's a lot to say I think I'm in love with you yeah I know I know it's not just like a kind of fancy you it's exactly. I'm in love with you yeah I'm in love with you he says that since dinner he hasn't been able to stop thinking about her and then she just is kind of like you know I'm leaving he chases after her saying like don't go and she says you kept all your single friends away from me so you could cheat on your wife and she slaps him and then he just goes Oh, you're such a spark plug. I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> yeah. It's just mad. And she she leaves, and he chases her out. As she gets outside, she tries to, like, shout for a taxi. But as she does, she trips and falls in the road in front of this cab. And a man jumps out of the car to help her up. And she stands up, and they sort of share a moment. Because it's like this Prince Charming, you've mm. just saved me. It's like Charlotte's dream. Yeah, literally. And yeah. it's Trey. Trey. Oh, Trey. Do you not think when he introduces himself, he's he's in a really he's got a really deep voice when he says it? He's like, I'm Trey. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what the hell, Trey? <laughs> I didn't. I it wasn't something I have I noted on. in my notes. Just something I noticed. That's something I noticed. I was like, he doesn't talk that deep. <laughs> Who are you kidding, Trey? Yeah. Ahoy! Is that what he says? Or is that Ned Flanders? He says... He says... Whoa. Do you know what? Trey gives he, big Ned uh, Flanders A hundred percent, yeah. But does he yeah. not go ahoy? Uh, Trey says alrighty, but I think when he answers the phone... He says he, ahoy. He does say yeah. ahoy at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, so carrying the voiceover says, and that's how, in the most dramatic fashion, Charlotte met her new leading man. Charlotte has finally met Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're calling Trey Prince Charming. No, we. I, <laughs> but I yeah. get yeah in that in that, in that, that, that kind moment, of like moment. it's the savior thing. Yeah. It's like the oh, damsel in distress. I can't. Yeah. I fell in the street. It's like anyway. But that it, that is Charlotte's yeah. dream. So then we cut to Sam and Doctor Viagra <laughs> in bed, <laughs> about to have sex, and she wants to take another Viagra. And he says, you know, let's just not take the Viagra. Let's just, let's just do this natural. And she's like, no, I really want one. And he's like, let's save it for special times. And then she just shouts, 
give me my pills, goddammit. Like, she's, yeah. she's an addict. Like an, yeah, she addicted is. to the Viagra. And Carrie in the voiceover says, oh, his name was Mark. Because she says Mark realised he had introduced a bit too much intensity to the relationship. <laughs> she says... He wrote Sam a prescription and she promised never to call him again. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there's too much drama and intensity in Sam's situation. And then we cut to Carrie checking her messages. She says it had been two days since she last heard from Aiden. She realised only a dramatic gesture could save things. We see Carrie crashing the breakfast with Aiden's parents. She just kind of like, obviously she knows where they were going, so she just knocks on the window. Aiden comes out. She says, I wasn't sure if I could be here, but she realised that she wanted to meet them. She says that sometimes you need to take a leap of faith, no matter how many times someone might have been disappointed in the past. She says, I said to myself that I'm going to show up because you're a good man. And then she's like, why haven't you called me back? And he says, you know, you wanted me to be less available. I was being less available. And then she's like, really? And then she says, you don't have to do everything I say. I was just like, Carrie, you are driving me insane and I'm not invested in this relationship. <laughs> but anyway, she's there. So Aiden says, you know, do you want to come and meet my parents? And they go into the diner hand in hand. And Carrie in the voiceover says, I realized then I had made my stomach flip all on my own and it felt really nice. And that is how it all ends. Can I share what Brian said at this point? Please that I was like and I was waiting to see if you had picked up on it um and then I was like oh my god yeah like he basically was like I don't like Aiden and I was like oh oh I know I think we I think we might have the rose tinted glasses on for Aiden genuinely there are moments and I don't like when I'm watching it sometimes things about Aiden that I do skim across, I skim over them. Yeah. And I don't, I probably don't notice them all, but please, no, go on, tell me what Brian said. Because he was like, even though that she said, like, you know, be less available type of situation, mm -hmm. she was like ringing him and he was mm -hmm. like ignoring her. And that's a very yeah. passive aggressive approach and then quite manipulative to be like, I'm just doing what you told me to do. Mm. But... He, she was making an effort to contact him and he was just ignoring her mm -hmm. completely. I get that we're also not in the mobile phone texting world yeah. because I, I understand that it's a lot easier to be yeah. like, hey, I know you said you didn't want to hear from me. Just just reaching out to let you know that, you know, to, to mm -hmm. check up on you, see if everything's okay. But no, I do agree. Like he, she has clearly tried to make contact with him yeah twice in like you know yeah. in a couple of days and he is outright just ignored her in in a gamey plain way and even I, I again I didn't say this but even earlier when they're walking the street and Carrie's saying you know like what is your problem why are you single he's doing a very big thing where he's just trying to change the subject rather than address yes yeah the the fact that she's clearly feeling insecure or feeling a certain type of way i know it was like he really made he's like it's quite manipulative and i was like yeah it is mm -hmm. yeah so that was brian's take he's just like i'm not yeah. don't like aiden yeah but like in the middle of it it was really funny um 
it was a bit where the, where Carrie, I think at the bit where Carrie said about um wanting to be more available in space and all of that. And he just sort of was like, he sat there and he just went, oh, or something like that. And I went, oh, are you okay? Like he just like, and he, she was just like, and he just went, what is she doing? <laughs> he was really invested because I didn't realise he was really watching it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. like, he was really invested. Like, what is she doing? <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. Because, like, the, it, it is really frustrating in, in this episode because she's, like, she thinks she wants something. She gets it, but then it's, like, well, no, not like that. Like, Yeah, exactly. Very, yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know, and it's all very confusing. She's very, yeah. That's yeah. really interesting that, like, has he yeah. seen any other episodes with Aiden in? I don't think so. He knows very, like, he does know the sort of, like... No, he hasn't. Well, he hasn't watched any with me unless he's seen some, like, randomly throughout his mm. life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. he knows who he is yeah. type thing. And obviously from, like, and just like that. Um, But no, I don't think he's ever... But he just went, I don't like that, Ian fella. I was like, <gasps> okay. But I do think sometimes we very much have, like, rose-tinted glasses on with Ian. He can do no wrong. We 100% we do. But that's because we've been, like, we have... We watch big... And how he gets on, and then someone comes on like Aiden that we see is like perfect compared to Big, mm. but it's not difficult. I think that's the thing. The thing I think because the standards are so low. Yeah, exactly, with, exactly. With Big, but don't get me wrong. I I don't. I wouldn't say Aiden is. Although he was in this sort of situation with the don't contact me. Mm-hmm. Generally, he is a good boyfriend. Yeah. I was gonna say perfect, but then I was like, no, because nobody's perfect. We we say it, but it's like yeah. We all, but I also think because we know how the story unfolds, Aiden was wronged mm. by by Carrie. Yeah, and and sometimes it's like we. I just wonder. Now that that's sort of in my mind, am I going to be watching it very difficult, difficultly, differently? You're going to be picking up things. Well, like I said, the scene where the walking the street, I was like why is he not mm-hmm. yeah the, my rose tinted glasses were on and i was just like yeah yeah you know just we used to just get a donut fix everything which is which is which is not gonna fix any she clearly wants to talk and have a conversation yeah. and he's like let's get down yeah you know that was that's the that was a very big thing well there we go but it'll be interesting to see what else we come up with like you know and what else we sort of notice oh now that we what if this what if we unravel like this new dislike for Aiden? I mean, I don't particularly have great feelings towards him after what happened at the end of and just like that. Well, <laughs> so but un- but until but until that moment, exactly. we were very much in. We were very like, much invested. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Aiden is god tier. Yeah, and. I let us know if you are listening to this let us know what your thoughts are on Aiden because mm-hmm. it is a very it's always been in this in the Carrie Bradshaw it's always been the big versus Aiden there's yeah the big fans and there's the Aiden fans mm-hmm. let us know what your take is on Aiden mm-hmm. are you like us if you got the rose tinted glasses on mm-hmm. or do, have you seen it from day one yeah do you think big i don't know who could think big is better i know i know but is it is it art but do you think that there's a little bit of big in aiden (sighs) see this is a whole can of worms that i'm afraid to open 
I'm afraid. Do you know what I really think as well with the Aiden thing? Like we know that like Carrie obviously wrongs him out, and that's what we we take from them. Like Carrie did wrong. Carrie did wrong. But like as we're watching their relationship unfold now, I'm like, is he a little bit on the manipulative side? Mm. There we have it. There's Brian's little nugget that is like open the can of worms for us both we need brian's opinion in like every episode now because this is a serious t- <laughs> yeah is, i know yeah this this could change yeah things. it really could i'd be interested to like hear his comments in on future episodes for sure uh, get harry global Matt a mic and just get him on the show <laughs> yes <laughs> okay well thank you very much for listening and thank you we will see you next episode bye bye so just before we go we just wanted to obviously acknowledge it's the new year and woohoo we hope you had a fabulous 2023 but we're moving on to new things 2024 is gonna be a carried away phenomenon. <laughs> it really is. We've so much exciting things coming up. We really do. And yeah, we just wanted to say like thank you for listening, thank you for following us on this journey, but definitely stay around because we've got a lot of things coming up this year. We we potentially might be meeting Sarah Jessica Parker. So that's crazy exciting. So stay around for that. Obviously, next month we've got Valentine's Day, so we've got plenty of like content that we can share in terms of gifts. And yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Well, also, we might be meeting the real Carrie Bradshaw. So, yeah, like there's some exciting events happening this year. So stay tuned because you know that we are gonna be all over the bonus content. Oh, yeah. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, you're, you know, get on Patreon, make sure you are aware of what's happening. Along for the journey. We don't want you to miss out. No. We really don't want you to miss out. So come and join us. Me and Kaylee are going to be seeing each other a lot this year as well. We really are in person as well. In person, yeah. Twice in one month. Twice in the space of a couple of weeks. Like, what on earth? I know. Who do we think we are? I know. What? <laughs> we used to so see each exciting. other every single day. We used to live together. And now we yeah. literally probably see each other in person like once, twice a year, Max. So this is exciting. Exactly. Very 2024. Exciting. A lot going on. Yep. Is going to be the carried away year. I believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And make sure you're following us so you can be a part of it. Yeah, we don't want you to miss out. But yeah, thank you for listening to this episode and stay tuned. Bye. Bye.